Hello to all friends and fans of the pulp, paper and bioproducts industries. Welcome to this first episode of our exciting Spectrum podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Schumbeck, the incoming CEO of Andritz, who took over the helm just recently from Mr. Leitner, who was CEO since 1994, an incredible 28 years. I am Mark Rushton and I will be your host. Andritz has come a long, long way since Mr. Leitner took the helm of the company nearly 30 years ago. The group now provides a comprehensive product portfolio for special industries all over the world. With its technologies and service solutions, Andris is the world leader in almost all of its major business areas. So it's a warm welcome to Mr. Schumbeck, the new CEO of Andris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, happy to be here. So I'm looking forward to the interesting questions you might have. First of all, Mr. Schumbeck, congratulations on your appointment to the post of CEO of Andritz. It's a huge job in a challenging world. Uh, any comments to make on your new appointment? Yeah, so for me, it's a, it's a great honor and privilege uh, to be CEO of Andritz, and I'm fully aware of the huge responsibility I have together with my colleagues on the board to lead Andritz and, and all our employees yeah, to a promising sustainable future. And I mean, under the long and successful tenure of Wolfgang Leitner, Andritz has developed from a restructuring case, basically a, a licensed uh, manufacturer, to a successful global leader in, in all fields. And I thank Wolfgang for the tremendous achievement for Andritz and the excellent shape he hands over the company to us. Yeah. And uh, personally, I'm very grateful for the many things I could learn from him. Yeah, eight years ago, I, I decided to join Andritz because I was impressed by the entrepreneurial spirit and the speed of decision-making. And today, I can say I'm very proud uh, to be part of this company and feel honored to lead it as the new CEO. Excellent. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the journey you've taken to get here? Perhaps you could give us a brief biography of your career so far. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a German citizen. I was born in Bonn in Germany when it was still capital. Uh, I'm married. I have three children. Uh, I'm married uh, to a girl and my, all my children are boys. Yeah, And uh, so throughout my business life, I've worked in various industries, but always being in the engineering business. Yeah. I would say that's what I know and I can tell you that's also what I love. The project business is special and uh, if you want to be there, you have to love it because otherwise you cannot sustain it. It takes a lot of your private life yeah, uh, because you cannot, um, you cannot schedule that and uh, problems are inevitably and uh, how you handle the problems is basically can tell you how successful you can be. So this was basically my background when I when I joined Andritz in uh, in 2014, and uh, I found that projects are the same in basically in all industries and uh, also all companies, and it helped me a lot to uh, to find my way into into Andritz and also to get the pulp and paper capital yeah, to, uh, I would say, a very good development we had over the past years. I imagine you must be a really busy person right now. So can you tell us about a day in your life at the moment? What, what does a day in your life look like? 
Yeah, I get up at five o'clock, I start working and go to bed at ten o'clock. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh it's pretty uh uh I would say I don't have a problem with too much spare time at the moment. It's a lot of fun, yeah, and uh I'm trying to cope with it. Excellent. Great. Can you um Give us your view on Andritz and where it sits in relation to the industries it's involved in. I mean, what, what excites or impresses you most about Andritz as a group in those areas? Yeah, I, I believe that uh, entrepreneurial spirit and speed are the key differentiators for Andritz when we compare uh, with our peers. And I would say the challenge is to retain that, to keep that, to keep that at that at that level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And would you have any comments on megatrends? How's Andritz dealing with the megatrends? Yeah, frankly speaking, <laughs> and my, my, my view is biased, but uh, I would say we are very well uh, prepared uh, for the megatrends. We are well positioned and we can, uh, we can provide a lot to a sustainable future and to society. Uh, if I look for decarbonization, one of the, of the large megatrends, uh, I would say we are extremely strong in renewable energy, yeah, hydropower plants, biomass boilers, yeah? uh, biofuels, yeah, that we are uh, developing technologies for e-mobility. Yeah? So in all in these areas, I think we have, uh, we have strong positions. In circular economy, pulp and paper, is a is a core in recycling. Yeah, we have uh, we have strong recycling divisions there. We are now moving since one and a half years uh, very much into textile recycling. We have uh, two major initiatives going on in hundreds. We call Circle to Zero and A Recovery Plus, where we are focusing on eliminating side streams in the in the pulping process, or turning waste into valuable products yeah so both is um, i would say key and it's it's definitely in the heart of the circular economy and if we look to the uh, to a third mega trend this digitalization um, i think uh, asset performance management autonomous operation and industrial cybersecurity three areas which have our utmost attention, and I think uh, also we are providing good services um, for our customers. So I would say we are well positioned for the mega trends. Mm. You're pretty much hitting those um, on the head, really. It seems. Um, so, can you give us some of your views, in particular, on the pulp and paper industries um, when it comes to the circular bioeconomy? You've covered a little bit of it, but just a little bit further. Um, and environmental benefits. Do you see these industries as having a bright future? I would say uh, pulp and paper definitely has a has an excellent future. It's a perfect example of this circular bioeconomy. Yeah, the wood as a main raw material is renewable. Yeah, it absorbs CO two, and uh, a managed forest might have some downsides, but on the CO two level, it's really it's a carbon sink. From what I see on the technology side, pulp and paper has a huge potential to replace a lot of packaging products, which today are based on, on oil. Yeah. On the textile side, 
cellulogic-based fibers are much more sustainable than anything you do along the cotton uh, value chain. So I would say in these trends, um, pulp and paper can provide so much that I see I see an excellent future. Mm-hmm. Um, you touched on Circle to Zero initiative earlier, and I think you've mentioned a couple of things, but can you just enhance a little bit further the Circle to Zero um, any examples that are going in mills that you've that Andres is working with? Yeah, circle to zero means we want to have an emission-free pulp mill. That's that's the target. No net water usage and uh, no net emissions. That's uh, that's the target. Believe we don't reach it by end of this year. Yeah, it takes some time. We have uh, bright people working on it, and uh, I would say if we don't give ambition targets, then we don't create great ideas. Yeah, but if we nail it down, I would say we have a three three-phase approach in this uh, circle to zero. And the first is the that we try and we want to minimize the amount of side streams in the, in the first place. And we exercise this with our customers through optimization of new and existing processes. And it's amazing how, how many new solutions can be found. Secondly, is that we want to use the side streams that we have, we want to turn into valuable products. And a very good example for that is this um, sulfuric acid recovery uh, that we that we started, and we have now uh, one plant under construction in in Brazil for our customer Clavine. And basically, we convert the odorous gases. These are the gases uh, which are most annoying um, uh, from a pulp mill, at least for the people who are not working there, because the ones who are working there are so used to it that they will probably miss them. But everybody else uh, does not like it. Yeah, And it's amazing that we convert these odorous gases back to sulfuric acid, which has a, a huge benefit for the customer because he does not need to purchase the sulfuric acid. It has a huge advantage for the I would say society, because uh, it eliminates the trucking of uh, of hundreds of tons or thousands of tons of sulfuric acid each year towards the mill. And the third uh, third is that for the side stream that um, cannot be eliminated or which products cannot be utilized on site, we are trying to find to find solutions to make them saleable. And here I would like to come back to this uh, biomethanol process that we developed, yeah, where we basically produce commercial grade um, of of biomethanol, yeah, out of let's say a weak methanol that is usually burned down in the recovery boiler as to get rid of it. Yeah, we basically refine it to a strong biomethanol, and are one of the few providers of their technologies worldwide. Yeah? And we see a huge attraction of biomethanol in the market because there are fuel applications that cannot be easily converted into electric uh, mobility or fuel cell-based, and especially a jet engine. Yeah? Um, we see a huge, huge demand there, but also uh, ships. Yeah. So all the marine transportation, 
PC a huge demand there. So we would say it's a, a, these are good examples and uh, knowing, knowing the people who are working uh, for hundreds in that field, I know that uh, there is more to come. Excellent. Back to your uh, comment about odorous gases. I remember going around my first pulp mill and asking what that smell was. And the mill manager said, that's the smell of making money. <laughs> <laughs> so um, going back to the mega trends again is digitalization, which is showing some really exciting progress now. I mean, we're actually getting results from it. I've seen quite a few of the Andritz Mills stories that we've been doing um, where there's results coming. So can you give us enhance upon digitization a little bit further? Yeah, I would say um, automation and autonomous operation in a cyber safe environment is is vital for every for every mill um, in the future yeah? and uh, the combination of the digital solutions and the digital platforms we have developed uh, with the in-depth process and equipment expertise i think we we really can provide something to our customers to secure high product quality process stability and high cost efficiency. That's basically what is driving what is driving our customers. And I believe that we really can bring benefit to the customers through that. I would say on the cyber cyber security, uh, we have a, I would say a challenge in front of us. Yeah, and uh, because if we want to move towards the autonomous operation. It requires a very effective uh, remote accessibility of the assets. Otherwise, it otherwise it doesn't work. Not for us, and not for our not for our customers. Because uh, if we say it's autonomous, then it means we don't have too many people around, and then anybody needs to have a remote access. And if if we want to. Uh, make a remote access in a safe environment. We need to tackle this uh, OT cybersecurity topic, which, frankly speaking, is not well is not well covered by industry so far. We need a solution that takes into account that we cannot patch uh, the um, the automation system. Yeah, but we need to run it secure anyhow and. Uh, when we found out that there is no solution available on the market, uh, then we decided we need to develop something on our own. And this is when we uh, set up this joint venture company, Autorio, which we have in Israel, where we basically uh, we covered the demand side, knowing, knowing the needs of the industry. And we uh, teamed up with cybersecurity experts yeah, uh, who have the knowledge to develop the products. And I think what, what has been achieved in the last four years of, the, of this joint venture is we created, we developed um, three excellent products. One is called Spot, one is called Ramsquare, one is called Remote, basically to provide cybersecurity for the industrial assets yeah, and to secure a remote connection which is manageable yeah, uh, and where activities of everybody entering into into this uh, into the world of this um, of this specific mill is recorded and can be 
analyzed afterwards that we are fully aware and fully transparent on data on data driven back and forth. Great. Um, cybersecurity, enormously important as we go down that digitization route. So now looking forward, there's a lot of talk in the industry of, of uh, cellulosic textiles representing a great opportunity for forest products industries. Um, this is huge. And a lot of the traveling around that I'm doing now, it's, it's being proved that textiles actually are doing a lot of pollution uh, made from uh, the fossil fuel side of things to the oceans, the world's oceans. So can you um, give us your opinion on this and what Andritz is doing in this area? Somebody told me that textile is the dirtiest industry which which still exists. I, I cannot I cannot commend it. I don't know. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, but what we but what we did is we I would say did a huge step to make cellulotic fibers available for the textile for the textile industries. Uh, we developed I would say very successfully what we call the a, a conflex process, which is a continuous cooking process for dissolving pulp. And the I would say the amazing or the technical advantage of that is that that can be added to every craft mill process in the world. So basically you have then uh, a swing mill that can produce craft the one day, dissolving pulp the other day, yeah, or vice versa, or one week and the other week. So what, what, whatever you like, uh, we have we have started up the the largest mill of that kind now in Brazil for Brussels. Yeah, a few weeks ago, with a very successful first start on this dissolving pulp process, high quality, high production high sustainability yeah, and uh, we really believe that this is a key for this trend because it makes uh, it provides the availability of these cellulotic fibers for textile uh, processing yeah in quite different quantities than it was available so far yeah and we believe it's a it is a major it is a major breakthrough excellent um, you touched on uh, recycling textile products earlier on. Can you um, enhance that a little bit further? Two years ago, we have acquired a company in, um, uh, called La Roche in, in France. They have been founded 70 years ago with the target to do textile recycling mechanically. So they are doing that since 70 years. And I would say they have developed quite an excellence in that. And through them, we are... Uh, I would say a front runner on the mechanical side of mechanical recycling of textiles. So uh, tearing, sorting, preparing filaments, uh, fibers from that. Combining that with our many activities we have on the chemical textile recycling, uh, we can really offer a huge portfolio of technologies yeah, to whatever to whatever is necessary requested from the market which is which is rapidly developing and we have a, a what a industry calls pre-consumer and post-consumer textile recycling and uh, everybody basically knows the post-consumer textile recycling but you will be amazed to see how much pre-consumer recycling needs there is because consumers demand 
new fashion every every three months. Yeah, and I tell you, not everything is sold. Yeah, and uh, the EU stopped landfilling. Yeah, for for this uh, what what we call pre-consumer textiles, and also burning it. So the the choice is to either give it away for free, which the brands usually don't like too much, or they need to recycle it. And now there is a huge a huge wave coming. Yeah, so I think we are we provide good technologies there. We see a demand. We have a lot of a lot of projects going on, and I think. It is really doing good, yeah. Because who wants all these textiles unused or burned or landfilled? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Andres is in a really fantastic position in regards to that technology and in what could be quite a revolution going on in textiles, really. Excellent. Great. So looking at Andritz itself now, um, so you're providing a lot of um, great technology to your customers to enable their own environmental footprint to come down and um, you know keep a healthier planet. What about um, Andritz and the ESG, Environmental, Social and Governance? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, we have um, we have started last year to uh, to develop our ESG program. And I would say we really have uh, key activities in all three areas, environment, social, and governance. Let's start with social because that is since since many years in the heart of our attention and uh, especially the uh, point of health and safety, uh, safe environment and safe working is um, uh, one of the main initiatives that we have been driving even the, in the past year, long before we have established this ESG program, and also this uh, accident frequency rate, which is which is the key, the leading KPI in that uh, in that area, is also the our first non-financial target, yeah, which is part of the um, compensation plan of every manager in hundreds now, including the board uh, going down to uh, to everybody. So we have the task to reduce our AFR uh, by 30% every year. Sometimes we achieve, sometimes we uh, sometimes we miss that. But I think that is a uh, that is a, a very a very keen um, target, and it's very important uh, that that nobody is harmed by hundreds doing business. I think that is a fundamental. And on the environmental side. Um, what is strong in focus is greenhouse gas emissions, and we we have a, we have a plan to reduce it by fifty percent till twenty twenty five, which is three years from now. We are in a good way. We want to reduce uh, waste uh, by ten percent. We want to reduce water consumption by ten percent in that same period. Programs are made, and I think all our locations are running after it. But as I said before, we are not a production company, we're an engineering company. So the main, um, the main benefit we can bring to society is through developed products, which help our customers yeah, to reach their environmental goals and to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. And this is why we have uh, our, one of our main targets is to have more than 50% of our revenue, which... Uh, with what we call green products, so renewable energy, carbon capture, hydrogen, yeah, whatever 
circle to zero what we have what we have in this area. So that's that's uh, this is our targets. On the governance side, we um, mainly put our focus on the supply chain. Uh, that we make sure that uh, we have a sustainable supply chain yeah, where uh, also environmental and also social rules and governance is is taken care of and respected and so we have a we have a target to uh, to to audit our our suppliers and make sure that uh, that they fulfill these minimum standards we have Excellent. I think this podcast has given us a really good insight into just how large Andritz is and how much amazing technology they're supplying around around the world to pulp and paper, to textiles. It's, it's really very interesting. So lastly, uh, to conclude, what are your hopes and dreams for Andritz and what will the group look like in 10 years from now? I hope and we will do everything that it's uh, even better positioned than it is today. Yeah, uh, We like to be leaders in our fields uh, in, in all products, we would like that we have uh, attractive workplaces that is attractive for the best talents we have and that th- these talents uh, stay with hundreds because they can do uh, uh, a good work in a, in a happy environment. Excellent, excellent. Mr. Schumbeck, thank you so much for a great uh, interview and uh, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Going forward. It was a pleasure. All the best. Thank you. Clearly, Andritz has a lot going on in many key industry areas when it comes to the production of renewable materials in the most environmentally friendly way. The future, in fact, looks very bright under Mr. Schumbeck's leadership, with his background in engineering and keen focus on customer satisfaction. It makes Andritz an interesting space to watch in the future. We hope you enjoyed listening to our first episode. Please make sure you don't miss any future episodes by following our Spectrum podcast. Look out for our next episode coming soon. Mm -hmm.